you're raised as an athlete to fight back. So why all of a sudden, when you retire, do you stop the good fight? This is Finding Center with Nick Hardwick. You'd think no matter what, as much as you pay for these players, and right when you get to where they're really worth something to the organization, they're one injury away from it all being gone. Yep. And a and lot of money and a lot of money invested into them. That's what I'm saying. Hey guys, it's Nick. Hope everyone out there is doing well today. Thank you so much for the time that you've been given the Finding Center podcast. We hope to be giving you some critical information and perhaps inspiration to use on your journey towards health. If you have any recommendations at all or topics or people that you would like us to cover or interview, please DM me at Nick Hardwick or at Finding Center Podcast and I will do my best to get back to you. Any questions as well, I love hearing from you guys. You know, as far as health goes, here's a game I like to play. I like to think about my life in reverse. When I'm in my 80s, 90s, and even into my 100s, that's right, I said it, I'd love to be 100 years old, but only if I can do it with health. I want to be able to look back and know that I did everything possible to stave off neurocognitive decline. I want no regrets. As Dr. David Hazy said on one episode, the difference between being old and being an elder is retaining your wisdom. If we allow ourselves to slip physically, mentally, we are going to struggle as well. And with mental decline, we lose the essence of the person and all of that accumulated wisdom. What a shame. Dr. David Hazy says we should rage against that. I totally agree. If you're new here, the Hardwick family, we've announced a new supplement line with our name on it. It's called Hardwick.life. It's like Hardwick.com, but instead of .com, it's .life. My family has been taking these exact pharmaceutical-grade supplements for several years now. We love what they have provided us. Our philosophy is to do everything within our power today to ensure that we're giving ourselves the best chance possible of living a fulfilling life. Hardwick.life is centered around taking care of the fundamentals of health through an active lifestyle, getting proper nutrition and supplementation to boost our immunity and protection for the areas in our lives that need special attention. My goal is to restore brain health for a lifetime of running into other giant humans over 30,000 times. That's right, 30,000 head hits. That, as well as looking after my heart, which also I'm sure came under some damage being big and then getting small. And I also have a family history of heart disease. Those are vital for me. Jamie's concern is her immunity and her gut health. That's why she loves the foundation life and gut life. Whatever areas of need or concern you have, hardwick.life has you covered. Be sure to subscribe for 15% off and free shipping. When you do that, you're going to also get access to our simple family-friendly recipes to help get you started or keep you on track with your health journey. We are hardwick.life, foundational elements for a fulfilled life. Check us out. Also, guys, you know this. If you follow my stories on Instagram, at Nick Hardwick, then you already know I post almost every meal that I eat. I do it to show that health and maintaining a fit and active body and lifestyle, it's no trick, guys. It's consistency, consistently making good choices. One thing I've put into my body consistently since the company was founded in 2017 is Bub's Naturals Collagen Protein and MCT Oil Powder. One way or another, I have used Bub's religiously, daily. I swear by it these days. Since talking to Doc Amon, I have cut out coffee, but I still put the bubs in a protein hot chocolate that has been giving me my morning fix. I love it. It makes it creamier. You're going to love it too. As I know lots of you have taken me up on the recommendation. Jamie swears by it. She has a bit multiple times every single day. No other collagen brand can claim to be 100% NSF certified and donate 10% to charity. That is awesome. If you're in the San Diego area, Bub's products are now available at all Barron's markets. Stop in and pick some up today and see how conveniently health can fit into your life. If you don't have a Barron's near you or don't want to go to the store right now, I get it. Order it online at bubsnaturals.com. That's bubsnaturals.com. Use the code HARDWICK20 for 20% off that order at bubsnaturals.com. Hey, gang. Thank you for being with us. Joining us today on the Finding Center podcast is former pro wrestler Diamond Dallas Page, DDP. In the course of DDP's wrestling career, which spanned two decades, Page wrestled for mainstream wrestling promotions, World Championship Wrestling, WCW, 
the World Wrestling Federation. You know that is the WWF, now the WWE. Total nonstop action. That's TNA and all elite wrestling, AEW. DDP first broke into the wrestling business in 1988. He was a manager in the AWA where he worked for nine months before signing with the WCW in 91. And there he continued as a manager until late 91 when he finally became a wrestler and well-known as the oldest rookie in the history of the sport. DDP spent over a decade in the WCW where he became a three-time world heavyweight champion, two-time WCW U.S. heavyweight champion, four-time world tag team champion, and one-time world television champion. He is the fourth WCW triple crown champion and the only U.S. heavyweight champion to defend the title at a pay-per-view main event where he beat Brett the Hitman Hart at the 1998 World War III. After WCW was sold in 2001, Page signed with the WWF, where he went on to become a one-time European champion and a one-time world tag team champion. And on March 31st, 2017, DDP was officially inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by Eric Bischoff. So if you're anywhere near my age, you probably agree. Pro wrestling was at its absolute apex when DDP was on the circuit. And I love the energy that this guy brought to the arena every night. And what a pleasure it is for him to join us today. So nowadays, Dallas has turned himself into a fitness icon, motivator, public speaker, author. He's got a book out called Positively Unstoppable, The Art of Owning It, and someone helping people with tremendous transformations through his own form of yoga called DDP Yoga. I got turned on to that in Atlanta at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Check out his webpage for more information, diamonddallaspage.com. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Dallas, how are you today? Uh, great, man. Uh, I just got done training um, Rick Steiner's son. Um, his name is Bronson, and he is a thoroughbred. He, uh, he got drafted in the fifth round again uh, with the Ravens. Nice. And uh, as strong as he is, like 700-pound squatter, wow. um, just a beast, a beast in the gym. And he was really like moving ridiculous weight his junior year. And he was holding about 245 at the fullback position, but he dropped down to 230, 235 this year. And uh, for this last year just that he played, uh, average 8.1 uh, yards per carry. His speed is 4.3 speed. So he's a beast. But yeah. it's the little muscle where he's not strong. You yeah. know what I mean? And really, I'm not, I'm not, I've worked with a lot of guys in the NFL now, and it's amazing to me where they're weak. They're really weak. Yeah. Like, and I'm talking about just about every play, every player. I've worked with probably 12 different guys. And when I take them into what I'm doing, my whole DDPY program, which stands for Diamond Dallas Pages Yoga, for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga, um, <laughs> it's like, I'll give you an example. On my, my 64th birthday, which was last month, I did, it's the most I've ever done. I did 11 10-second push-ups. Wow. Lowering for 10 seconds. Yeah. Hold three inches off the ground for 10 seconds. Push-up for 10 seconds. Wow. And, uh, I've been doing, are, are you familiar with uh, BFR training, blood flow resistance training? Yes. Okay, so with this uh, guy, Chet, we together have gone back and forth to develop this form. Like a lot of them, you got to pull the straps and then you let them go. And it, it, there's no real, there's no, there's nothing to them except for pulling a strap tight. Right. Um, or the really expensive ones where they're pumping it up like it's a, uh, like it's a, uh, a blood like pressure. A blood pressure, thing. yeah. But that completely cuts off the blood pressure. I mean, it cuts off the blood. And I found that that will injure my shoulder because I've used them all. And oh, that's yeah. when I started developing this jet. And this one is a tourniquet style. So we can, what I call jack them up, twist them so it makes it tighter. And there's also, we have this, uh, um, this big, thick, um, 
it's like a rubbery band in there. So it can take the compression without cutting off all the blood supply. Oh, yeah. But my, like my body, for 64, there's no fat on my body. Everything is muscle. And normally when you guys get in your late 50s, 60s, you start to get that bat wing down there. I ain't got yeah, it. Yeah, the, the extra hello. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I just started doing this six months ago, and I'm about to release a whole series of workouts around it. I call it DDPY Jacked. Uh, I'm super excited about it. That's what I have Bronson doing. And nice. uh, he's, uh, he's just blown away by as strong as he is. Like, he walked in here with a 54 heart rate today, walking around. And by the time we were in the workout, he was jacked up to 155, standing still. Yeah. That's what yeah, DDPY is, you know? Oh, that, yeah, that's amazing. And, and it is, you are right about you're so strong in certain areas, but then you're so weak in other areas as a football player. So you load all this weight up. I, in my prime, I had a 450-pound bench. I was power cleaning 365. I had a 620 back squat. And I was really strong and powerful. But then when it came to the little muscles, the little isometric muscles and, and those little proprioception muscles that were there to stabilize, they weren't there because we never trained them because we were always working through the full range of motion and never just sitting and holding and flexing. And we were, we were built on power, but not on stability. Right. And I don't understand how that hasn't gotten, are you getting ready to blow? Yeah, I'm just going to go. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I'm taking lights to the airport and then going to hang out for in the afternoon. Okay, so you'll be back. I'll be back. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. No yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry. Sorry. All good. One of my boys is here. Um, awesome. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it, it confuses me because, I mean, what bigger organization is there than the NFL? Right. There, there, I mean, there isn't. It's the monster machine. You think no matter what, as much as you pay for these players, and right when you get to where they're really worth something to the organization, they're one injury away from it all being gone. Yeah, and, and a lot of money, and a lot of money invested into them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you're like, you're not going to bring a yoga teacher in there who goes, "Reach your arms to the heavens," so the universe smiles back at you. They're going to half-ass go through the workout if That's they right. go through it at all. With mine, there's so much more attention to detail, but I also make it kind of fun, and I challenge you, and I make you a part of it where yoga is really quiet. DDPY is really loud, and it's just, a it's just a different animal, and I know, like, what I built here, this is, one, this is my, uh, my home that I live in. I, I call it the recovery crib. Uh, my last house, I just called the crib where I helped Jake and Scott turn their lives around um, yeah. with my program. Uh, uh, you, did you ever get a chance to see the resurrection of Jake? I State? did. I did. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it, uh, go ahead and ask a question. Did you ever think there would be a point in your life where you were helping people reclaim their lives or find themselves once again? You know, I, I've always been that inspirational guy. Yeah. And I really thought as soon as I got done wrestling, I was going to just do the speaking tours. Yeah. And because I've been doing it, I've been doing it forever. You know, I've been doing it for kids and adults and corporations. You know, so I thought that was going to be my focus. Um, and when I, you know, let's just give a little backstory. I, I didn't start wrestling when I was 35. My career took off when I was 40, which was in 1996. 97 and 98, I was on top of the world, featured in 13 out of 24 either main event pay-per-views or semi-main event pay-per-views. Uh, I was living a dream at a whole different level. I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal, and then I blew my back out. And what I did is yep. I ruptured L4 and L5, which would be the discs in between the vertebrae, and just think of step on a jelly donut. That's what happens when you rupture your discs. How did this well, one happen? Yeah. Well, how, did that, how did that happen? It wasn't one bump. It happened as one bump. Kevin Nash yeah. is popular. Kevin's six foot ten. Yeah. And he's basically throwing you, and hopefully you find your back. You know, take your own bump. 
but it's the way I landed. It was, I think it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. You know, the last three years in a row, I was doing 270, 275, 278 days in the ring. Now remember the days off, you're traveling home. So, and I called that 37 hours at home. And as soon as I got home, I went to the gym. I went to my applied kinesiologist who worked with me for two hours. Then I went to a massage therapist. Then I went and got tan. I got home at seven o'clock. That's my first day off. That's a you day know? off. So, yeah. And plus I did the Hollywood squares. I did, you know, Leno. I did the celebrity matches with Malone uh, and, uh, and Leno. And so there was really, you know, I was nonstop. So, it, you know, almost 43, <laughs> the back said, okay, I'm done, uncle. You know, there, there was that injury that looked like it was the worst thing to ever happen to me. And I mean, I was depressed as hell for, I didn't let it last more than four days because, yeah. okay, how am I going to fix this? I got three spine specialists telling me you're never wrestling again. Again, like in football, the money goes away if, right. if you're not working. So I had to figure out a way. And my wife at the time, Kimberly, still one of my closest friends, um, we're divorced now, but we're super, super tight. Um, she was like, you should really try yoga to heal your body. And my attitude was like, F that. I ain't right. doing yoga. But she kind of bullied me into it and like played with my head. Like, you'll do anything. Like, I'm the first guy to ice his body in professional wrestling. Put ice on my knees, ice on my back, later ice on my shoulders. Everyone's like, what are you doing? Uh, you look stupid. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to hold back the hands of time. Guys That's weren't doing that. Guys weren't doing that before the 90s. No one. Wow. No one. We didn't have a trainer. We didn't have a trainer until I want to say like 94 or 95. That's when trainers started coming. Now they know ice. You know, so they might, I would leave the building. I would leave the building with, at the end of my career, ice bags under my t-shirt on both shoulders Ace bandages around, ice bags on my knees, and one shove behind my back as I got in the car and drove 100, 200, or 300 miles to the next show. Now, that's just the way it was. So the wear and tear of the travel really beat you up know, because, again, it was every day, flying across country or over to Europe or wherever. So a lot of wear and tear in your body. So when I started developing DDPY, that's what I call it today. Originally, it was yoga for regular guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I was just trying to get myself back in the ring. You know, that, that's all I was trying to do. I was trying to hopefully continue to live the dream. And because I mixed yoga with rehab, you know, we both done the shoulder surgeries, the knee surgeries. So you learn rehab, how to rehab those. So... I knew how to rehab shoulders and knees because I'd already done that. Now I blow my back out. I'm learning how what there's some of their techniques for rehabbing the back. So I mixed the yoga positions with the rehabilitation techniques. Then I threw in old school calisthenics, push-ups, squats, crunches, done with a slow burn movement. We talked about earlier about me doing 10, excuse me, 11 10 second push-ups. It started with three second push-ups and I did them on my knees because that's what I had to do. And then I built the five second to 10 second, and I couldn't get over six 10 second pushups for years. Over this period, I've become stronger and stronger and stronger. I finally got to where I could get nine 10 second pushups. And for three years, could not do more. And I could only do it when I felt unbelievable. And I probably did it about eight or nine times. And then I started using these straps I'm telling you about, the DDPY straps, DDPY, DDPY jacked straps. Uh, and that one, and within three months, I went to 10. And on my birthday, which was five months into me creating these workouts around the straps, I was at 11. I almost got 12, too. Oh. I'm going to get it. By the time I was yeah. 65, I'm going to get 12. And as we all know, no one's supposed to get stronger as they get older. 
especially in your 60s. Like up to a point you can get stronger, but you're not supposed to be getting stronger in your 60s. So bottom line is that's what's working. When I saw it work for me, like in less than three months, I had been, I'd worked myself up to three hours a day and I wasn't doing it all at one time. I do an hour. You know, then I, later on, I do 45 minutes. Then I might do, do a half hour. And then get another 20 minute work. Right before I went to bed, I just did stretching and moving. So I got in the bed and I wasn't so beat up. Yeah. And uh, by the time I got back, in less than three months, I was back in the ring. At 42, they said my career's over. At 43, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. And that's like our Oscar. Uh, since then, I knew if it helped me, it would help others. So I wrote a book on the subject. And then, because I want to give us some kind of like credibility, uh, you called Yoga for Regular Guys. And then I started the DVD series. And then another DVD series. Today, I've got a ridiculous DVD series and people, they're flying off the shelves right now. I'm blown away how many people are still using DVDs. But our app, there is nothing like the DDP Yoga Now app. And anybody who wants to try it, if you go to ddpyoga.com or ddpy.com, you got seven days free to try it. And uh, you'll see, it's not just workouts. Like a lot of people will go, oh man, you're gonna kill me if I try to work out with you. I'm like, nothing could be farther from the truth. I've developed no excuses workouts. And here's what I mean by that. Someone goes, God, I'm so beat up. I wish I could do your workout. Okay, you can. No, man, I, I can't even stay on my feet too long. Well, my first series, my bed flex series, starts off in bed. I got three workouts in bed that help you get, just get in a chair and work out in a chair and show you how to get your heart rate jacked up sitting in a chair. Then we take it to stand strong where you're using the chair. Now using a chair as a prop, everyone's got one. Every single person's got yep. one in their house. It helps build stability. It helps build balance. It helps build strength. It helps you get up and get down. So you're using the chair as a prop. And eventually, it's a really good chance you might not use the chair at some point. Now, then my workouts go from beginner to psycho extreme. But also on the app, to keep people motivated, I got Motivational Mondays. Every Monday, I got a new video that I want to put out there to inspire you to be able to stay on track and put the work in. And then I've got, I don't just tell you what to eat. I cook it for you. I, there's two channels that are, that are complete food channels. That means there's 48 hours of food recipes. Not one of them have a healthy food show. None of them. And I don't care how healthy something is. If it doesn't taste good, I'm not eating it. That's right. Bottom line. If it don't taste great, forget it. If you ate at my house and I was cooking or my daughter Brittany was cooking or my girlfriend Paige was cooking, oh, oh my, my daughter Lexi, you'd be like, this is the greatest meal I've ever had. Like, I don't even want to go out to restaurants. And I'm not going to go out now right. because of COVID. <laughs> you can't but, now. Yeah, I don't want to. I, 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 I don't know who's cooking my food. And the bottom line is, my food's going to be the best. So in answer, really long answer to your question, and I think I was going to be doing this. I thought I was going to be doing a version of this. And as soon as I blew my back out, I figured out like, this is my next calling. And I've got it. If anybody goes to ddpy.com, go to the bottom of the page, watch the videos of the people that I've helped. Because it's not like, I lost 46 pounds. Oh, look at my abs. How about that? It's about, look at my life. Look how I'm not just changed my life, but I'm owning my life. And so, yeah, I, I kind of feel it. It's, it took eight years in wrestling, become an overnight success at 40. It took eight years to make DDPY an overnight success. And that was eight years ago. So now we're just, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm super blessed the interruption once again so while you're waiting this out at home with us you can still have some fun betting online check out my friends at betonline.com how long do you want to bet this COVID-19 quarantine lasts 
I don't know, a month, 45 days, 60 days. What are we looking at? I know no March Madness or any of your leagues, but betonline.com still has hundreds of places to wager their online casino with poker and blackjack, and sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts, American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. There's still fun to be had, so go to betonline.com. Use the promo code MYPOD100. That's MYPOD, P-O-D, 100 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. For our listeners, 50% off with the promo code MYPOD100, betonline.com. The fun never ends. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the nutrition. I want to get into that. And I also want to get into the transformations because I was on the website looking at the transformations. And you're right. It's not just about, hey, check out my abs. It's like I went from being a human that, like you said, couldn't get out of bed to now I'm operating and owning my daily actions and have really taken charge again. I, it's just incredibly powerful. But you talked about being an overnight success eight years after your professional wrestling career began, which from my understanding was even longer after your first shot was kind of at 22 years old. And that was just like kind of a little flash in the pan. And then you came back at mid thirties, early thirties. And then by your forties, you really started cranking and, and like you said, won your, won your version of the Oscar. How, like, how does that happen? How, how did it go? Was it always something that you kept in the back of your head as you were running a nightclub, Norma Jeans down in South Florida and pro wrestlers were coming in there? Was it, was it something that you just kind of kept in your head that stored away? And did you ever think, that dream's gone, it's come and gone, I'm too old, it's never gonna happen for me? Or how did that end up coming to fruition? Dude, this is the funniest story too. Um, I did give up on the dream at one point. Uh, when I was 23 and I started wrestling, I was in 1979, I wrestled three times, I was horrible. I hurt my knee, same knee that got hit by a car when I was 12 years old, I walked out in front of it, hit my knee, my face bounced off the hood, and I flew 42 feet from the point of impact. I did thought I was dead. Yeah, um, no kidding. Bottom line is, is uh, they wouldn't let me play football anymore. And that was like my passion. Like to me, I was going to be playing defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys, man. I was a big Dallas Cowboys. That's where the name Dallas comes from. Um, and it was a nickname my dad gave me because my real name was Paige Joseph Falkenberg. But at 25 years ago, I changed it to Dallas Page because – that was my brand. That's who I was. Um, but it was because I love the Dallas Cowboys as a kid. Um, so I tried it at 23, and it didn't work out for me. And then I was heavily in the bar business, having so much fun. I got lost in the booze, the broads, and the party. And then one night, I was I'm now running a big club at this time in Fort Myers, Florida. And I was going around getting the drawers. And I get the cash drawers from the bartender. Then they come back and they all count their drawer. You know, and then we put the money in the bank, blah, blah, blah. Well, we had 12 bartenders. Our place was huge. We were killing it. You know, we're all drinking. You know, we were all partiers back then. And when I was grabbing the drawers from my head bartenders, Smokey, my DJ we were the first ones to start playing video videos, like, and he was playing girls just want to have fun. And in girls just want to have fun with Cindy Lauper is captain Lou Albano and Nikolai's in it. And I think the sheet was, or so I can't remember who else, but I'm watching that. And I'm thinking, man, rock and wrestling. I should have been a part of that. What I didn't tell you between 80, Eight and 79 at some point I stopped watching wrestling because I was so mad it blew up in the early 80s with all that Cindy Lauper stuff and Wrestlemania and I was so bummed out I stopped watching because I didn't want to remind myself that I failed yeah like I should have kept going I should have got back in the game I should have paid my dues and I knew I should have belonged there and Bottom line is, I was flicking the channels one night, and I see Jesse Ventura with the glasses and the do-rag and the boa, the leather coat. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? He's talking to Gorilla Monsoon. I love this guy. And then who comes through the curtain? 
first time. I'd never seen him before. But he's got a, a bag over his shoulder. He's got a Fu Manchu, long hair, Jake the Snake Roberts. I'm like, who is this guy? He's amazing. And I got sucked back in as a, as a fan. Nice. So by the time I'm grabbing the drawers and, you know, watching girls just want to have fun, I'm like, I, I should have been a part of this rock and wrestling. I wasn't talking to Smokey. I was just talking out loud. So I grab a drawers, throw him in the back, and Smokey comes back. He goes, Pinche. He goes, rock and wrestling. I heard you say you should have been a part of that. Why? I said, well, I tried it when I was a kid. Seriously. He goes, what was your name? I said, Handsome Dallas Page. And he said, whoo, you forget about using that gimmick anymore. And everybody laughed. And, you know, we just start, we're drinking and counting the drawers. And it just really put it in my head then. And I said, you know, I'm too old to be a wrestler. All right. As I'm saying, out loud my voice. You know, there's, there's 12, probably 15 of us in that room. And I said, I'm too old to be a wrestler. I said, but I could be a manager. Jimmy Hart has the Hart Foundation. I could be Diamond Dallas Page and have the Diamond Exchange. Woo, shot, shot, drink, drink. You know, we're just partying. But I wrote it down. And I tell people all the time, just don't think it, ink it. Like burn it into your brain. So I write down Diamond Dallas Page, Diamond, you know, uh, Diamond Exchange, and I. A little while later, I'm thinking I'm still my my brain's just like going, you know, and I, uh, I say to, uh, I say, you know, there's not many really beautiful women in wrestling. I said Miss Elizabeth's beautiful, but she's girl next door beautiful. What if I had a whole stable instead of one escort? Escorting, uh, escorting me to the ring. I had a whole stable of ladies, and I called them diamond dolls, and they were stripper hot. And Smokey's like, oh, that'll be a stretch. Woo, shot, shot, drink, drink. Back then, I was Diamond Dallas Page. I was having so much fun in the club business. I ran and owned a piece of the hottest club from Sarasota to Cuba. I mean, we were the hot one for every second sizzles. And so I write that down, Diamond Dolls. And at the end of the night, we're getting ready to all walk out. And I go, Diamond Dolls page, the Diamond Exchange, and the Diamond Dolls, man, that is B-A-double-D bad. And then I went, yeah, write that down. <laughs> I'm, just writing, I'm just writing stuff down. I'm drunk as a skunk by that point. As life would have it, God has given me times when I'm really focused and working to align planets for me, I just got to make sure I just keep putting the work in and don't quit. And at that time, there was a, pl a place called the Party News Network, and they did like a cable station where they did different things that were happening in Southwest Florida. And they loved my commercials because I, I, I was doing all my own commercials for the club. And if it was Hot Legs Contest, I might throw in, yeah, dig it, thinking, 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 hot legs, got to be there. Oh, yeah, brother, hot legs, it's Wednesday. And then I'd come back to me, and so I might throw in Hulk's voice or Machas or Jesse Ventura. I could do, I can't do him now, but I could tune in cold back then. And uh, so they, like, where does the voice come from? You know, they interviewed me uh, in the, um, doing the uh, commercials. I'm wearing a WrestleMania t-shirt. You know, I mean, I'm not in wrestling. I'm just a fan. I look like a wrestler with the hair. And, you know, I'm six foot four and I'm, you know, pretty muscular. And, and at some point, the, uh, uh, they, they, they're in my office. And I'm sitting at my desk. And the guy who's asking the question says, where does the voice come from? And I'll tell you, Nick, if there's not a pair of sunglasses sitting right next to what I wrote down, I don't think I would have done it, but because they were a pair of wraparound white sunglasses, I threw them on and I became that character. And I said, the voice comes from Diamond Dallas Page, daddy. I was born to be a professional wrestling manager. It's Norma Jean's voice. It's big, it's bad, it's ready to go. And then I went back to talking like this and blah, blah, blah. You never know who's watching. Like you never know. Yeah. And 
Turns out this guy, Smitty, who's got his own radio show, is watching. He sees that air a week later. He calls up the uh, club. And I'm, I'm there. And I get a, I get a, you know, my, my girl at the front desk calls me up. She says, uh, Paige, there's someone on the phone for a uh, Diamond Dallas page. Do you, you, I go, I pick up the phone. Can I curse here? Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Smokey. And I hang up. <laughs> you thought it was the bartender. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the bust of my balls, you know? And um, she calls back up, Paige, that, that wasn't Smokey. That's some guy named Spinny. He's got his own talk radio show. <sighs> Hello? Turns out he wants me to come on his show. I'm like, bro, I don't really do it. I was just making it up. It's just in my head. He goes, listen, I do a boxing show. I'm also going to start doing wrestling. I've got Captain Lou Albano, of all people, who I'm watching when I'm going, I should have been a part of this. And that Cindy Lauper video. He goes, I got Captain Lou Albano going to be on. I said, wait a second, you're going to have Captain Lou on? He's like, yes. I go, do I get to talk to him? He's like, yeah, that's what I want. I want you to be my expert. I go, I'm in. So <laughs> I make up all all this stuff. Diamond Dallas Page from Johannesburg, South Africa. Got diamond mines, limousine, Learjets. I'm making up all this stuff. And so I've got a, like a bio to who this character is. And I go and do the show with him and Smitty loved it. He goes, listen, I'm having Sergeant Slaughter on next month. You got to come back. I go, I'm in. I get to talk to Sergeant Slaughter. Absolutely. Because I'm just a huge fan, you know. And uh, I do it. After the show, Smitty says to me, you know, you really have to do something with this Diamond Dallas Page thing. I'm like, Smitty, do what? There's no wrestling down here. There's, you know, there, I wouldn't know how to start. He said, I have a friend of mine who is a boxing promoter who now is um, doing promoting for the AWA, which was up in Minneapolis and you know, up in that area. And he said, I got his, his address. Make him a tape and send him a tape. And I'm like, what kind of tape? He goes, you'll figure it out. So Nick, what I did, I took three friends of mine. One I dressed as Big Bad John, the construction worker, hat, chains around his neck, and he, he worked in my diamond mines, don't <laughs> know. And then I had Rock Hard Rick, who was a buddy of mine who was just shredded and like 260, a good looking dude that used to come into club all the time and he wanted to be a wrestler. Never, never did it, but he wanted to be one. And then I had Ted E. Bear that was a midget. And he came walking out with the Diamond Dolls, which girls who worked for me or, you know, chicks I was with or whatever, you know? And so they all looked hot. So I cut these promos and I sent it to the AWA. Two weeks later, they called me. This guy named Rob Russell calls me and he says, listen, we want to bring you and your boys in for a tryout. But we've got one question. No one's ever really heard of you. Where are you guys working at? And I got to tell him they can't wrestle. He's like, what? Why would you even send us a tape? I'm like, well, it's like a secret society. No one can figure out how to get in. And he was like, don't call us, we'll call you. And then as it happened, one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling in the last 30 years is a guy named Paul Heyman. Back then, he was Paul Lee dangerously. He left um, AWA, went to the NWA, which would become WCW. And he would end up leaving a huge void for me. So they brought me in two weeks later, bring some of those crazy clothes, which I wore. Like, this is in the club. This was Diamond Dallas Page, but I would wear these. I was wearing this stuff in the nightclub in oh, Fort Myers Park. I wore leopard skin coats and zebra skin boots. And I mean, I look like a rock star who owned and operated a nightclub who wanted to be a wrestler. My first, my first wife, Kimberly, her father was a surgeon. They were expecting Dr. Marcus Welby, not Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, and we lasted 14 years together, and we're still 
super tight, super tight. Oh, um, that's great. But uh, I went up there and I did it and I got the gig and um, I worked one day a month. That was it. They'd film four shows in Vegas. I'd work one day. And uh, then Florida Championship Wrestling, I, I sent them a tape and Dusty Rhodes came in there. And uh, when they were, Turner was buying and creating World Championship Wrestling. And they wanted Dusty to stay on and be a heel. And Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, man, biggest baby face ever. And he knew who he was and he wasn't gonna let them change him. And bottom line is, he would end up becoming not just a friend, but a brother, a mentor. Without Dusty Rhodes, there is no Diamond Dallas Page because he guided me through this tour. Uh, Jake Roberts would become my other mentor. Without Jake, there's no three-time world champion. Without the both of them, I'm, I'm not in the Hall of Fame. You know, they just taught me a lot. Um, and, and as I'm going through the whole, you know, career being over and what am I going to do? And I just thought, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to change the way the world looks at yoga. And I'm going to recreate my own. I'm going to change the meaning of the word. That's why you'll never hear me say my yoga. I don't ever say that. I'll say my DDP yoga or my DDPY, which I'm really pushing the brand it all DDPY. Why? Because I want people to stop calling it just yoga. Because then yes. it gets put in a box. Yeah, that's right. Great. If the young kids today, they get it. The older guys my age, they're like, I ain't doing yoga. Unless they're so beat up. Um, you know, remember Jimmy Garvin from the Freebirds? Yes. He's seven now. Just called me the other day. D, you know, I listened to you for years. I'm watching you. You look younger than you ever have been. You know, I still see you doing all this crazy stuff. I mean, I don't know how you're doing it, but it's got to be your program. Can you help me out? I'm like, absolutely, bro. I take care of all the boys. We have a partnership with the NFL alumni. I take care of anybody who played in the NFL at any time, from practice squad to doing 17 years, you know? Because I want those guys who are all my heroes. I love watching football. And, uh, you know, I, I know how bad they beat up their body. And if I can help them, I, I won't tell you who this guy is. I've never gotten permission to you say this, but he played for the Eagles. He played for five years. And I just read this to Bronson earlier today. Uh, this was my, my, uh, um, my favorite, my favorite compliment ever for the program. And uh, let me just pull him up here. Okay. And he wrote DDPY alert. And then he put his name. Wiped his ass for the first time in five years. Thanks, bro. Your shit really works. Dot, dot, dot. Literally. Thanks. That's awesome. Because he couldn't turn his body anymore. Wow. You know? Just completely stiffened up. Yes, you know, it was just, he did not want to use the chair at all at 72. Yeah. He, like, he almost fought me on it to a degree. And I just looked at him, I go, bro, I'll do it with you. And when you see how the chair can help mobilize you and then build strength and then build balance, I mean, you could get to a spot where you don't need the chair anymore. Yeah. But right now, let's cheat so you don't have to cheat anymore. Let's make it easy so you're not like, I can't do this. Yes, you can. Let me show you. That's why I came up with the chair workouts and the bet. And what was really cool, Bobby Fish, who, who's one of the, um, the guys for NXT, he's 43 now. He started doing my program about, about four years ago. Um, and a lot, I mean, all the main guys in WWE, NXT, and AEW are doing my program. Uh, Chris Jericho did the same thing I did, blowing his back out nine years ago. I sent him the video of that disabled veteran. Yep. He called me back five minutes later. I will do whatever you tell me to do. Three months later, he went from the most excruciating pain to zero pain. He's kept doing it the whole time. 
in November of last year, he signed a three-year multi-million dollar deal at 48. Wow. And still going strong. AJ Styles, uh, Drew McIntyre, like all the guys, they are doing it because they want to be able to hold back the hands of time. And Bobby Fish had got a, he told me when I was down there training the guys down at uh, the uh, WWE Performance Center, he said, you know, Diamond, um, when I tore my ACL, when I started to come back, they wouldn't let me do anything. They were giving me these exercises in bed, like flexing the muscle. Because that's what you start to do when you have that torn ACL or any yeah. surgery. You start flexing your quad for 10 seconds. Well, that's some of the stuff that I do. But then I had all this other stuff in bed. So he said, that's what I did the first two weeks. I just did your workouts in bed. And then they got me ready for the chair. So I went right to the chair and started doing those. And then I went right to your stand strong stuff. I went back and see my doctor. He's like, how are you getting these results so fast? I got so I many it. doctors. And I love it. It's, it's the no excuses. It's, no, it's your right. no excuses workout. You got, you got no excuses for that. It, absolutely awesome. You know, going back a minute, you had the opportunity to punk out a couple of times, right? Where the radio station called or you had the opportunity to go try out to become a man. Like you had opportunities where it was like you were there and you followed through on it. You wrote down the script, you created a character in the brand around it and the entire storyboard. You had the opportunity to say, uh, no, I'm not qualified, but you went ahead and did it anyway. And I think that's the difference a lot of times between people who end up finding their success and happiness and people who don't is the opportunity may be presented, but you didn't back out and you said, all right, screw it. I'll give it a try. Like, what is that in your head that says, how can I get through this door rather than ah, that door is closing on me. I'm going to go away. Now, it's funny you said it because I was talking to my ex-wife. Like I said, we talk a couple times a week. Uh, and me and her husband are best friends. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're really, we're really tight. They're my family. They're part of my family, like my extended family, both of them. And, uh, you know, she's like looking at, uh, you know, the job she has. It doesn't excite her. Like so many people, what they do, it doesn't excite them and doesn't give, it doesn't complete them. You know, like that's a place I've never had a problem. Because I've never, I start out doing something I love to do. And then I figure out a way to make money during it. Whether it's the bar business or wrestling. Because I made no money in wrestling in the beginning. It cost, the first four and a half years, it cost me money to be Diamond Dallas Page. You know, so I invest in me. DDP Yoga, I had 500, Nick, $548,000 of my own money in it before I took a dime. I'm going to make sure I send you Relentless, wow. which is our, our next documentary to come out. And it's all about this. It's all about second guessing yourself, but still following through. And like, what do you find that gives you that follow through where you think, oh my God, I got $100,000, $200,000, dollars in this, and it's not going anywhere. It's like, it's not making any money. It's making a little bit, but it's nothing to cover the overhead. So I got to keep putting more money in to try something else. So for, and, and, and Kimberly said, how have you started all of these, you know, from the club business, to wrestling, to DDPY, to your acting. Like, how do you continue to believe in yourself? You know, for starters, you know, I just wrote a book called uh, Positively Unstoppable. I wrote it last year. Um, and this is, this is the book cover right here, The Art of Owning It. And it is whatever you want it to be. And I really explained it in that book. Uh, you can get on uh, Amazon Prime for like 16 bucks. Um, but it's, it's kind of like a blueprint. Some people have called it a Bible. I think it's more of a blueprint for success because owning it, everything starts right here. That six inch piece of real estate between your ears, the most expensive, uh, valuable, you know, six inches that we'll ever have. And it all comes down to how you feed it. And uh, 
I'm going to give you a quote and tell me if you know who said it. The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Have you ever heard that before? No. Okay. I'm going to tell you now, well, let me break it down first. The repetitions of affirmations, that can be positive or that can be really negative. You know, like when I started, when I blew my back out, man, emotional gravity. First yeah. of all, a lot of pain. And now I'm having three different doctors tell me I'm never going to wrestle again. Mm. I mean, that emotional gravity. But I was also told at 35 and a half, you're never going to be able to make it. What do you even think? Why are you even trying? You're gonna <laughs> That's right. It's never going to happen. Um, I've been told that my whole life. Um, so if I didn't do so many things that they, that they said I couldn't do, I don't know if I would have believed I could do it. But I knew I had to try no matter what. And I knew if I keep pulling myself down, talking about myself and, oh, my God, why did this happen to me? Poor me. And, you know, all that self-pity garbage, um, you know, that I'm fucked. You know, the bottom line is if I keep pulling myself down, you're fucked. The Rock, whoop, the biggest star in the world. He's one of us. Yes. I mean, no one's more proud of The Rock than me. Nobody. Maybe his mom, you know, and his, his dad had just passed. Maybe they were as proud. But I'm so because it's all about what you create. But The Rock, Obama, Trump, Brady, LeBron, they all go down. Oprah goes down. She gets in self-pity mode. They don't stay there. They pop back up. You can't stay there. So I know if I stay in that down mode, it's never going to happen. So I got to reverse that. Start figuring out what am I going to do? And I'm going to get better. It's going to be wrong. I don't care what they say. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this again. And I'm not, I'm going to figure out a way to hold back the hands of time on a different level, never knowing what I'm going to do yet. And for starters, I went, okay, Kimberly, I'll try the yoga shit. You know, okay, I'll try it. And, but I didn't go in there going, Oh my God, this sucks. I can't do any of this. You know, it's kind of like when I get stem cells injected into my shoulders or my knees, that hurts. But I don't go, oh God. I go, oh, I love that. Oh, that feels so good. Oh, come on, man, doc. Put it in there, doc. Oh, I love that. It's all out of you. The story you tell yourself is everything. Before I walked out to receive my Hall of Fame honor, the ring from Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff did the best introduction speech ever. And I'm in the back. Now, I could have been saying to myself, oh, my God, I haven't been in front of 20,000 people in 15 years and going to do 27-minute speech. I've never done it before. What if I forget where I am? What if I freeze? What if, what if? What if I knew I couldn't fail? What if I knew that my success was a guarantee? See, that's where I'm going. Like the only story in my brain is before I walk out there for the 20,000 people and millions and millions of people watching at home, the only story I'm saying in my brain, this is gonna be the best day of my life. I am gonna blow everyone away. I'm gonna make them laugh, I'm gonna make them cry. I'm gonna inspire them. And that's the only voice. Now, I'm also, by that time, breathing in. I started at three and out for three. And then I breathe in for five. Then I breathe in for 10. And by the time I walk out on that stage, I am literally breathing in for 20 and out for 20. So when I walk out there, hug bitch off, I'm right where I want to be. It's all about the story you tell yourself. The repetitions of affirmation, good or bad, the repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes that deep conviction, things begin to happen. Now, you don't know who said that. And probably anybody who's watching go, I never heard of that before. Now I'm going to tell you what he said. Like, what was his affirmation? The first time I read this quote on Brainy Quotes, I read it. And then when I saw his name, 
I went, oh my God, I know his affirmation. Here's what it was. I am the greatest. I am the greatest of all time. Who said that? Muhammad Ali. Who else? Yeah. Who else yeah. had that conviction? But Nick, how do you know that? Because he said it over and over. The repetitions of affirmation. Over and over. That's not right. only leads to belief in yourself, everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Muhammad Ali will go down as the greatest of all time 200 years from now. They'll be watching film on that dude, not just for his boxing, but what he believed needed to change the world. Like that guy changed the world yes. dramatically. It all started right here. The art of owning it. That's where it starts. So I told the Kim, you know, when she was saying, so how do you hold, like, how do you just know? I go, I don't know. I just convinced myself, first of all, I love what I'm doing. So there was a point in time where I guess if you go to ddpy.com, and just go to the bottom and watch the disabled veteran video. That happened. Our company blew up in 2012. Arthur's video, I should say Arthur's journey, started in February of 2007. And me and his son did a really cool video for him. There wasn't anything going viral back then. One day, my business partner, Steve Yu, says to me, you know, I'm going to change that. I'm going to, I'm going to do another version of that Arthur video for you. I said, okay, cool. When he released it, or when he did it, he sent it to me. And I'm like, dude, you didn't say anything about DDP Yoga in here because we had rebranded the company DDP Yoga. He goes, yeah. He goes, I read the first three chapters of this book, How to Get a Video to Go Viral. He said, the biggest thing they said is don't advertise anything because people won't share it. So you have two choices here. One, we can make a video and make it a commercial. He said, or not make it a commercial and inspire people with it. And then it'll just share naturally, organically. He goes, what do you want to do? I said, let's just inspire people. They'll find us. Yeah. If they want to, they'll find us. And I know people that have seen that video three or four times. And even though I'm in it and talking for four seconds, they never put it together until one day they put it together. So I call, I call uh, Steve back up after I watch it a couple more times. And I say, mm, no. You said I was a yogi in this. I'm not a yogi. If anything, I'm like the yogi. I'm not a yogi. I am, but I'm not. And I don't want to be put in that box. Yeah. He said, do you know how many yoga studios are going to put this up on their Facebook wall? I went, all right. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> do it. So, like I say, when you see the whole story, I'm not going to get into all of it, what happened. But that morning he put it out there first two days nothing happened and then i'm getting ready to fly to do a charity thing in nashville and i'm going to the airport i'm living out la at the time and that night before i fly out he calls me up and he said i think we're going viral i go what does that even mean <laughs> <laughs> and he says, <clears throat> he says, people share your video. He goes, we're on the front page of Reddit right now. We're like number 36 or something like that video. I go, what's Reddit? You didn't even know what that was. Yeah. Now, he didn't even know. He said, Robert said, it's like the Oscars of websites where people who have stuff out there. It's hot. And then he calls me and it's like number eight. And I'm like, oh, wow, cool. I'm going to bed. Leave me alone, right? I got a long day tomorrow. I got to fly. 
He never goes to bed. By the time I get to the airport, he texts me. And on the text, it's a copy of a tweet. And the tweet says, stop what you're doing right now and witness real magic, David Copperfield. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. He goes, dude, it's growing, it's growing. It's really starting to take off. I'm like, okay, cool. I get on the plane, I fly to Nashville. By the time I hit Nashville, he sends me another tweet. It says, um, one of the best, most inspiring videos you'll see, something like that, um, takes a, I said, how does he put it? It's like, it, it, it starts off slow, well worth the wait. Tony Robbins. And by that time it went. Yeah. And Arthur's video went viral and it put us on the map and it gave us credibility, you know, and then we went on Shark Tank and um, Arthur came with us to Shark Tank and they were like blown away. And we didn't go there for a deal. We went there for exposure. That's right. You know, and uh, then we did Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Um, and now we've got Relentless coming out uh, this year. And it was just so many transformation stories, you know. Uh, you know, I, I said, I mean, I really knew this. I felt this was going to happen. I don't say I knew it. But I told one of my guys, I was doing an interview on a wrestling podcast about 10 years ago. And I told them, I said, you know, at some point, I really believe that my program is going to dwarf what I did in wrestling. He's like, dude, you had a Hall of Fame career. That's not possible. I said, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I really do. Because I think once it starts to go, it's just going to continue to roll. That's what's happened for the last eight years. And every, every day, well, I know exactly why people invest in the program, whether it's the DVDs or the app. And every day, the highest number is friends and family. Every day. Yep. So recommendations, it just, it just keeps spreading out there. Well, Dallas, this has been, this has been absolutely wonderful. And what a pleasure for me, for our listeners and so many nuggets in here. I have two more for you. Sure. One, if you had a motto, what would it be? Believe in yourself. <laughs> I always tell everyone, because Arthur, the only reason Arthur had, I don't know, the spark as beat up as he was, the only reason he had that spark was because I told him he could do it and it could change his life. And if he doesn't, He's going to be dead because I don't need MD at the bottom of DDP. You know, they'll be able to tell you that dude, because you know, you're just, you're self-destructing physically and it's, it's affecting you mentally. And that belief, I tell everyone as the quote I had for Jake and I just set it up the top of my head when I was doing his induction speech for the hall of fame in 2014, I said, never underestimate the power you give someone by believing in them. And never underestimate the power you give yourself by believing in you. That's powerful. Yeah. It is. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, so many coaches, dads, friends, giving other people power by believing in them. I think that's wonderful. All right. We didn't get a chance to get into the nutrition, but I know you've got a ton of it on the app at the website. I just want to give you a chance one more time to tell people where to find all of the great work that you're putting out. I'll tell you, anybody who's watching, um, don't listen to a word I have to say about my own program. Like, don't. I really read that. Go to Facebook. Hit DDP Yoga. Not my site. The member site. You know, where People just congregate for DDPO. Yep. There's like about 46,000 on this one site. And ask people, or just read. Read what they write. You know, when, when it comes to wrestling, like, or boxing, or whatever it is, to get a crowd to chant your name 
it's really hard. And I've had 20,000 people chanting so loud when I wasn't even in the building. I've had them chanting when I'm getting my ass kicked for me to come back, like given that energy. It's, it's a whole different drug. On the internet, you can't get people, you can get people to write awesome, enjoyed that, alike. You can get people to do that all day long. Go to DDP yoga, two words. I normally write it as one word or two. Go to DDP yoga, two words, members. Read what people write. They don't write, that's an awesome workout. They write paragraphs. Awesome. You can, that's, that's how you know that they are, they're not, they're not getting paid anything to do that. You know, I get so many people, thank you so much for creating this program for me. And the way I start you, like I'm talking to you when I'm working out and saying, it's okay to step in, lower a knee, go in a safety zone. Make the DDPY your own. Don't try to follow this guy because you're not him. Because this person over here is modifying in any position. So it's like giving them permission to have DDPY meet you where you are. But if you want to follow me, go at real DDP, at DDP Yoga on Twitter, at Diamond Dallas page at DDP Yoga on Instagram. And when it comes to uh, my site, just ddpy.com, ddpyoga.com. Uh, right now, you can try the app. Seven days, cost you nothing. And check it out. I mean, you're trapped in your house anyway. That's right. And, and one of the things I did, I, I, I made it so kids were free. Like, if you go to ddpyoga.com, I've got uh, DDPY for kids. And... If you go on the site, it says it right on ddpyoga.com, which is one of the biggest um, sales that I have right now. I normally do 10, 15, sometimes 20% off. Because it's Mother's Day week, we're doing 25% off. I never, ever, ever go higher than 30% ever because our product is, and what we are giving is worth so much, I don't think I need to. But the one place I do do it, every single day veterans if you go on my page ddpyoga.com or ddpy.com every single day is veterans day every single day it's 50 percent off awesome workouts and dvds and the kids like i said are free you'll see that on there and those your kids they'll have fun with it it's one of the greatest way for for a family to bond so nick um you beat your body up. You're one of the, you're the guy I made this for. You don't need to lose any yeah. weight. You're in great shape. Will you, will you do the workout? And we'll come back on a month from now. Love to. Yes. Okay. Yes, I will. Yep. After I get you on the workout and you're done now a month, by then I'll have my new DDPY straps. Oh, nice. We'll talk about that and I'll send you those. And then we'll check it out 30 days later, 60 days later, bro. It's going to blow your mind that is awesome well dallas thank you for this and i look forward to talking to you and i look forward to doing the workouts all right brother it's been your pleasure it, <laughs> you're right it's been all my day thanks bro Bang! right on thank you thank you <laughs>